Hello, world. Welcome to episode 36 of The Conscious Cut, where we keep it real about sustainability and life and style, bringing you our point of view as women of color every first Wednesday of the month. I'm Jalisa, your host this year, and big announcement, your host next year. Me is focusing on her entrepreneurial endeavors, recently opening a skin studio. Let's congratulate and send her love on her new journey. If you want to keep in touch, check out Sa'at Beauty at www.saatbeauty.com. In the meantime, thank you for tuning in and joining me. The special guest today is Paulina Valenzuela. Paulina is a multi-talented fashion designer and stylist, as well as the founder of Lab Mexico, an online vintage shop. With work featured in Elle magazine and exhibitions in television across Mexico, the Pacific Northwest is lucky to have such a talent on the scene. Welcome, Paulina. Hi, thank you. (laughs) Do you mind sharing how you identify with the Conscious Crew before we hop into our conversation? Well, I'm from Mexico, of course, but I guess Hispanic, Latina, she, her. I'm excited to talk to you. You have such... An illustrious career and experience in the industry. And I think we've only spoken to so far maybe a couple of people that have not just a love for vintage and secondhand, but actually run their own operations. So the first question that I have for you is what excites you most about vintage shopping and selling? And how do you feel about the resurgence of it? Well, I think the most excited part is just to get in the most random places, like really local or like in little towns, thrift stores, or just even like garage sales, whatever. But mostly just the, the going with the idea of finding treasures and pieces that they have like sometimes of course, we can talk about like pieces about designers, but also like it can be some something that has history. And there's also some brands that, of course, they are not anymore existing. But you, when you discover those brands, or when you start researching about those brands, it's just really interesting how the the history about the pieces just come, and you just discover that you have something amazing on your hands and it's also about the quality that you can find because you it's extremely rare that you find that type of quality on these days like accessories because that includes in accessories like handbags or you know hats of course the clothes you know there's just so much like overwhelming the manufacturing of the fast fashion, the details on the on the garments or on the clothes, they are just so poor. I just don't like that. It's just it's amazing when you discover something that it's even like handmade, but the handmade mm-hmm. is so clean and it's just perfect. It's like how it's how couture kinda, but of course it's you know, the hard couture has some standards to be called like that. That is probably one thing, like, 
one day I, I just wake up and I was like, I was having that feeling about like, you should go to this place that you like it. But it's just, I'm just having that feeling. I wake up that day with that feeling and I go and I found two Salvatore Ferragamo pieces and they were like brand new. And they are also like kind of like being touch style. They were amazing. And I was like, oh my God, this was the feeling. <laughs> Was this here? Yeah. Oh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that is that that is my excitement, you know? I was like, oh my God. I mean the other day we went to a little town and but I told you this is not like any brand, but I found a handbag. It was made mm-hmm. in Italy. And the the perfection and the construction and the quality of the leather, it was amazing it was probably better than Burberry or you know like because it, it has that style but it was just really really good of course I sent it to my mom she's the she's the one that you know received the big prices mm-hmm. how can you tell about what for people who are wanting to find the pieces that you just explained that you get really excited about how can and maybe don't have the background in textiles or design mm-hmm. as you do? How can they tell when a piece is really of quality? What kind of things do you look for? Well, like on that back, just the feeling of how it was sewing, like on the inside, and it's just I I don't know how, but just touching it. It's just, you feel it different. Uh, also with, mm-hmm. the, with the clothes. Like, oh, I think I told you that story the other day. I found a dress that the pattern looks unique. It was like, okay, I, you know, you, you know pretty much all the constructions on dresses. And, you know, the cutting, the, in the waist and everything. Just the basic ones, right? And this one was completely different. Not making too much sense, but it's like, but why is looking so good that you know the structure <laughs> and the material it was kind of like spandex cotton but it was thick and it just feels really good and i saw them the the label you know the back and it's this seraphine and it was made on portugal and i was like it should be good. I mean, maybe not. It's not like that big brand, but it's just something good, right? And it was super cheap. And I found it, of course, in Mexico. So that makes it more cheap. <laughs> and when I uh, get to my home and I enter and I enter on Google and start looking for the brand and that specific dress, it, it just ended that is one of the most favorite brands for Kate Middleton. She used the same dress and it's one of her favorite brands when she is pregnant because this designer on Portugal, she's really famous because she made these dresses with this particular pattern that they can use when they are pregnant and also when, you know, they finish that period, they can also wear it and they don't, they don't have that volume that most of the pieces has when you know when they make it for maternity interesting so, yeah they are really nice 
And it was the same dress she used for a Veterans Day or, you know, like one of those days. Because the other one is the like the Fallen. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Well, those those days that they go for the for the army, you know, for this the, the veterans and the other day that they they celebrate for them. But she used it for a specific event and it was the same dress and I was like, Oh my god, it's the dress. <laughs> You're rich. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um I mean just pieces like that that you you just see something different. I that is kind of like one of my phrases. I like different, and when it's something is different, it's just there's going to be something special about it. Mm-hmm. Other like I find one of also it was a Salvatore Ferragamo scarf. With the scarves, you can when they are handmade. How do you say the beginning of the of the fabric? You have to roll it really, really tiny and make the, the stitches by hand. But that has to be extremely carefully, especially if it's we're talking about silk. Like the ends? Yeah, the ends. So that is one other thing that you can recognize, like a, a nice scarf, especially with those ones. Because it's just... It's not easy, you know, to make those stitches and make it look so perfect. So that is one other thing. That scarf that I found, I show it to a person that it was from Italy. And he told me, like, you should not sell this thing because they create <laughs> some pieces for Frida Kahlo. Because I don't, I couldn't find it on the internet. Hmm. Yeah, that is pretty exciting to think about, right? Like the history of the pieces and yeah, like what if that is a piece that they created for Frida Kahlo? Yeah. I mean, you, now you have it. Because <laughs> 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 this guy told me like, you should contact the brand actually because seriously, there's a piece that is just not common. Mm-hmm. That is the excitement pretty much. Yeah, I dig that. What would you say about the resurgence of it? I unfortunately don't have any data right now to give like a percentage of how many people are shopping vintage now as opposed to maybe when we were younger or like 20 years ago or whatever, how many years ago. But I do know that it's popular alongside secondhand. We had a conversation with Crystal when of Peppermint Tuna in Tacoma two episodes ago in which she talked about kind of the same sort of thing that you and I are talking about, but around secondhand and how the stigma used to be when we were younger that, you know, you were secondhand and it's like, ew, you're dirty, like you're poor and all of these things. But now it's changed to where people, well, it's not completely changed. I don't think maybe just a little less looked down upon, like it's a little more accepted, but how do you feel about, with with vintage shopping do you feel that there's an overall appreciation kind of like how you really respect the quality and the history and being able to share that with others and have that kind of conversation with people who have the same sort of knowledge base or do you feel something different i mean of course it's going to be always this percentage of people that it's getting it 
because they can afford more, right? But it's not, I mean, for me, at the beginning, like when I was a child or something, maybe we do that because, because that, you know, it's cheaper. But the thing that it's getting like popular and famous, I think we should take it like as an advantage just to say like, okay, let's try really to make conscious about it because we're trying to, or we are in a battle against the fast fashion and the super fast fashion. So I, in my, I mean, like in my in my side, I'm really proud of being on the other side. Like I, I don't consume fast fashion, and I'm completely against it. And like when I when they ask me, it's like yeah, my, like 99% of my clothes on the on my closet is secondhand or, or vintage. I mean, just not my underwear, right? <laughs> But, yeah, but it's, like, seriously, like, I don't care. I mean, I found, because they are like, oh, my God, like, this is your place, or this is so cute. Or, and I'm like, yeah, it's just, you know, it's secondhand, or it's vintage, and it just cost me this much money. Of course, there's some pieces that they are going to be a little more expensive, or they are just going to have a certain price. But it's because we're talking about, like, that they are going to have a history or they are going to have a reason why they have that price. There's some pieces that they are not going to be produced anymore. So you're getting like a treasure of the history of the fashion, you know? Saying that it's not like, oh, you're getting like a Dior or a Chanel. I mean, cause those pieces, those vintage pieces are insane about the price, but it's just talking about the quality that we're not going, we're not receiving anymore because of the massive production of the fast fashion that is just creating everything as a garbage quality. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you're happy about the resurgence. Yeah, like for me, it, it's it's amazing. It's like when I, because I started the business of, of Mexico, of course, and it was like a, lot of places that were doing the same and I was asking myself like how I'm going to be different what I'm going to do to make like to be different and thank god it's just that that eye that I have and you know the feeling and I'm like saying okay this is good this is different let's try it so I mean and other things that just help me with in the process but I, I was really happy and talking in my personal experience about professional. I think it was my one of my best accomplishments because you get in a in a community that you know talking about the recycle and getting on the sustainable fashion. So you you becoming you you become part of this community, which is really nice. And you share also about style, about fashion. My clients, a lot of them, they become really good friends, like really, really good friends. They miss me, you know, they, they text, send me messages about like how much they miss me, how much, or they discover their own style because I was sharing how, how I was sharing the looks. 
and it's everything secondhand and vintage. So just getting the people into this movement and make make them change their their mind about it's not bad wearing secondhand, it's not bad wearing vintage. You're not getting like another soul just because you're getting an old dress. <laughs> yeah, destigmatizing the stigma. <laughs> yeah. And and it's nothing I mean I think that the people that think that it's you know like you're getting it because you're poor, I think that is thought that we should completely take out because there's really good creative minds that they are creating brands with the upcycling. There's you know, there's this lady that she just was on the on the contest of the Bug magazine. Her name is Sammy. Well, her brand is Sammy Miron Vintage. And there's a lot of like, you know, supermodels and celebrities using her brand. Mm-hmm. So it's just and and there's a lot of videos that you can see the people creating brands and amazing designs with the upcycling. So that is a movement that I think is just amazing that it's getting, you know, like a topic and it's it's just changing, but there's a lot to do because the fast fashion is just fast fashioning. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, oh my goodness, how they don't realize that it's not even about the thing that they do with the people that produce the clothes, you know, the inhuman activities, conditions and activities that they do against those people, kids, women, like. So, yeah, I think just creating not just the thing about like, oh, just fashion, la, la. No, it's just creating a conscious about it. Yeah. Agreed. Hence this podcast. And it's a great segue into my second question for you. In regards to sustainability and style, what are some additional benefits? Because you shared a few already to engaging with vintage. Well, I think it's all right. I think it's going to be a little kind of like the same. Like I was saying, I just met a lady that her mom used to make like Sue, but she showed me a dress that she's still keeping from the mom. It was like, I don't know, 50 years ago that the mom made it. And I see Mm -hmm. the inside of the dress and it was like a seriously hard couture, like finishings, you know, the details on the inside of the dress. And it just blows my mind. Sometimes you can find pieces like that, you know, that they were a little sew on the machine or on the old machines or by hand. And they are so-so. They have, you know, just a good quality of the fabric. It's in the beginning, but that dress, the quality of the fabric and the inside details of the construction was stunning. And when I told her about that, she was pretty much starting to cry because she was like I didn't I didn't know and knowing that that my mom made that much I mean that great job 
just make my heart happy because the mom actually passed when she was young. So, yeah, I mean, about the thing of this is tiny sustainability and the style, I think getting into the vintage or the second hand, I don't know if that includes the second hand also, but it's, it's just also like trying to find your style path also, like, because that is one point I, I see with the fast fashion. You're just following the trends or the fashions that they are promoting, right? Because we just go with with what, I don't know, just for saying, it's not that I have something against them. It's just, I don't like their style, but just, you know, like what the Kardashians were. And it's just the same. You just see pretty much the same, you know, like just different replicas on the fast fashion brands. I don't know, just, they just make like a cheap version of this design or that design. And it's just like, they just put you that on the website, on the web or, you know, whatever, any social media. And they make you believe that that is a trend and that is in or that is in fashion, like fashion, fashionista, whatever, I don't know the word to call it. And it's like, like who says that? Who, who? I mean, I know that the trends they they were determined by specialized people, and they take those trends like with years in advance, and they take them like from people on the streets that have their own style, mm-hmm. or the architecture, or the music, you know, the the social movements, and they create the, the trends that they are going to grow every year. But just I think with the with the thing of the fast fashions and these companies on the internet just selling products over products every day, it's just a following. Like I don't want to follow something that is just implement their own program. I want to create my own style and I want to make a difference. Mm-hmm. So okay, the benefits for listeners to engage with vintage would be to create their own unique sense of style and to prevent fast fashion or kind of go against fast fashion. Yeah. To go back to your question about the definition or difference between vintage and secondhand, I think vintage is anything, any style, any fashion that is 20 years and older. Mm Mm-hmm. My mind, because of when I was born, automatically thinks of like the 80s, <laughs> the 80s and old, older, but that's like 40 years ago now or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so crazy to think about. If it was for me, I mean, because my favorite, it's the 50s. Mm. I have like a super old, so I'm just like an old woman in a, well, I'm not that young, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Because seriously, it's like, oh my God, I see this, you know, the movies or whatever, these perfect ladies with the gloves or the beauty hats. Because I actually found the other day a little hat that it was for the 40s or something. Hmm. Like a pillbox hat? Yeah, it's a a little small. It was damaged, of course, because of the years. But yeah, I I found the the brand on on internet and it's just... 40s or 50s it's just i found a couple ones so i'm not sure about that one specific that i really love and you know the price it was like i think i paid for that one dollar wow so then 
because it's damaged, will you then fix it or what's the next step? Do you are you keeping it? Yeah. Do you sell it? Yeah, there's that is also one of the things when you the restoration. Did you say it like that? You know, when you get the pieces and they have tear damage or they need to be changed, like the lining or because that one. I mean, the the base is in perfect conditions. Just the the little fabric that covers the half of your front head. Mm-hmm. It was damaged, kind of like the mesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the one that was a little like ripped off and everything. So I I have to just get another one and make it again like pretty. And then, are you keeping it for yourself, or are you selling? No, there's there's a lot of things that I have to restore, so I can put them on sale. I don't keep most of the things because, I mean, I wish I can go out more and, you know, be all that stylish. <laughs> <laughs> Look like you stepped out of the 1950s yeah. or 40s. Yeah, that, it's it's seriously one of my favorites. I love the 70s. I, uh, yeah, I do appreciate like all the, um, yeah, the styling on those times. It's just, I think, every, I, and I just found actually on, I found one book about the guy cuts on the, on the history of fashion. And it's really good because it's seriously from the beginning to these days. The images and everything, it's, they are really nice. What's it called? Let me, I, I just put it on my phone. So I take a photo of it. I have it in my studio, but it's going to be easier to photo. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool it, for anyone. Yeah, it's fashion through the ages. It's from Smithsonian. Oh, okay. I don't know if you can see it. No, no it's just hard. I will send you the picture. But it, it's really good, and it was it was a really good price. I found it on on Costco. <laughs> good old costco yeah i know how can listeners stay connected with you and your work oh i get the instagram it's laugh and down slash boutique mx and it's the same on facebook and it's also like on tiktok instagram oh you're on the tiktok yeah i'm trying to (laughs) (laughs) just so fast yeah, I guess we have to go also with the flow <laughs> to get them and just like, hey, get in the movement. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Paulina and everyone for taking the time to kick back and be conscious with us. Make sure to follow The Conscious Cut on your favorite social media platform and share one thing you would like to do to become more sustainable. And stay tuned for the next episode to hear a powerful testimony of how to turn tragedy into triumph. Mark your calendars for January 3rd, 2023. Until then, bye world. <laughs>